Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Look Back Podcast with Sam and Maddie. This is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Maddie, how are you? That game was underwhelming. We need to cover it. My goodness. I don't know what is happening with Patrick Mahomes, what's happening with Travis Kelsey, that entire offense. Yeah. It's no words. No, there there are no words. Games like that shouldn't have been as close as they were against the Giants. The Giants are definitely they're they're playing better than I think. I I always underestimate the Giants because I don't, never think that they're going to do anything decent. But even Daniel Jones had a decent night tonight. He had 20 pa- fantasy points and he had 222 yards and a touchdown. Just loving the all twos stat line. Good job there, Daniel Jones. For Lots making it. of twos. Lots of twos Absolutely. making it easy on all of us. Um, and but, they have half their team out with injuries. And that's with dealing with so many injuries. So, hey, I mean, the more we're going to see these wide receivers continue to get hurt, just you know, morning, Mike Kadarius, Tony shares and Sterling Shepard shares everywhere. I mean, Evan Ingram was able to get, you know, a lot of looks tonight too. So maybe this is going to be a bit more of a boost for the tight ends in that situation. I was actually pretty impressed with Ross. He didn't get a whole lot of touches, but he did make the most of a couple of them. It was like two for 70 some, I think. Yeah, no, he, he looked good. Yeah. 72. Ingram had a single touchdown, which was great. He was three for four on his catches and targets. Um, So they're definitely making a lot out of very little. At least everyone's getting a little bit of usage. So if you're starting a giant, they're likely to have some sort of floor that's usable in a week. Something. And what was shocking to me is Jones looked more mobile than Patrick Mahomes did. Yes. That was weird, too. Where did that come from? Totally different ballgame. One And one play, we saw Mahomes kind of run out onto the sideline, and it looked like he kind of tripped over his own feet, or maybe he ran across the chain, and he looked a little bit gimpy on one foot. So I don't know if that was just him aggravating an ankle injury or him getting a new one, but that's something to also monitor because if he's not 100% and he just doesn't look 100%, that's going to affect how we're supposed to view him the rest of the season. Yeah, mentally, I don't feel like he's there 100%. When it comes to Patrick Mahomes and his runs, like I try not to judge it just because he runs so weird anyways. He does yeah. this little fake injury run just for fun sometimes. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, I don't know. If he's not 100%, maybe that has something to do with it, but – A big thing with Patrick Mahomes is he's not making his reads. And when you're running an RPO offense like that, you have to be able to read. You Mm -hmm. also have to be able to utilize your run option if that's what you're doing. And when they had success, that's what they were doing. They were capitalizing on what they were given, which was the run. Yeah, which is also going to help open up the field so that you don't have every receiver with double coverage in the end zone so that you can finally get a receiver open so that people that are starting Tyreek Hill can let it rain touchdowns. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. I'm just going to train Tyreek Hill is what I'm going to (laughs) do. I mean, well, uh, hopefully they figure out something because fantasy owners for Tyreek Hill, just like you, are just bashing their heads against the wall right now bashing my head against the wall like you just see so so much missed potential on all of these 
targets that are either just completely overthrown or like you're saying, he's just not reading the coverages or he's throwing into traffic. He had one pass today that was into three other defenders with one right. receiver. And you're just like, the, I think the commentator was saying, oh, well, that's a smart pass by Mahomes because at the very least on um, they would have to punt right now. So it's okay to have an interception. It's never okay to have an interception. No. No. Not they even too much a credit. little bit. They do. And it's frustrating because we, we've we talked about this. He's getting sacked and just chunking the ball into traffic mm-hmm. and getting it intercepted. When Just like throw it away. Get it out of bounds. But he can't protect the ball. I don't know what – I don't know what's happening to where he thinks these are good decisions. I don't know if he's overly confident in himself or if he doesn't have enough confidence in himself. I'm so confused because it's all over the place. No, I completely agree because a smart move would be when you are scrambling like he is about to get tackled out of bounds and he somehow still thinks that he needs to throw it just to, you know, chuck it out of bounds, throw it out of bounds. I mean, we know that he has the accuracy to do what he wants with the ball. But why would he throw it just blindly and just hope that his receivers are going to save him? Because that's going to be more interceptions, more pick sixes. You're just not setting up your team for success. And that's frustrating. It is. Or just, you know what? Take the L and take care of the ball on the way down. Because there's a lot of times where his legs are already down and he tries to throw the ball. It's frustrating. Absolutely. I mean, hopefully, I, I do agree. I hope they get the running game built in more. It looks like Darrell Williams still had a decent enough floor this week. He had 13 attempts and 49 yards, six for six on catches um, mm-hmm. and targets, 61 yards. That's that's good, but there should be a touchdown in that stat line. There should be. There should be. It was wild to me because he, they were utilizing Gore more than they were Williams at the beginning. Which com- confused me because for a minute I, you see Gore and I'm like I didn't know Frank Gore was on the Chiefs and I was like oh no no not it's not Frank Gore, uh, <laughs> but you know you see the you see the name and you're you like, see oh. Gore. <laughs> and I was like no oh, that's not that's not right. It confused um, me for a second because I thought maybe Williams got hurt. I was like mm-hmm. did I miss something? Just trying to get dinner heated up and <laughs> I was like I must be seeing things. No, <laughs> you're like I must be really hungry because it's sweared. This just yeah. doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not correct here. Something is amiss. All right, let's talk about the two big injuries for the week. Let's start with Jameis Winston. So brutal, out for the season with the ACL tear. I mean, you hate to see it. I I think that he was having a decent enough season. You know, you're watching him kind of start to be the full leader of this team, and you were trying to see him come into his own. He had a couple good weeks. He had a couple really bad weeks, but it just sucks to see him out in the middle of the season like this. I agree. And one thing that I like about Jameis Winston is he truly gives his heart. Mm -hmm. He just lets it all hang out on the field. He'll do what he can to make that extra effort. Um, But you know what? It was a week for backup quarterbacks. And in the Saints case, the backup backup. (laughs) The backup of the backup. (laughs) He came to play. He did. Trevor Simeon came and showed out and he was just like, you know what? I'm going to make the most of this. He had a touchdown, 159 yards. You love it. And I mean, he even had, you know, a cute little rushing attempt. Just <laughs> um, Adorable. But I don't know if Taysom Hill is going to be out of concussion, the concussion protocol in time for their next matchup. But I'm kind of hoping that we see one more week of Simeon just because I think we know what we're going to get with Taysom Hill. And what Mm -hmm. that is, is a lot more running out of him, which is great if you're starting him in a two quarterback format and you love his rushing yards. But what you don't love is how that's going to affect the rest of the offense. Right. He also has a he has a hard time protecting the ball. He does not make great decisions. And I feel like 
Simeon at least knows when to stop, when to yeah. pull it back. Definitely. I, I say that. We saw one game, but. <laughs> we have one game. It's and a small sample size. He was, but... what was he? He was 16 for 29. But, you know, he did a good job. He got the job done. He got the job done, you know. Kamara was still involved in the game, which if anyone ha is a fantasy manager of Alvin Kamara, that's what you're hoping for. He still had four targets, so at least he was getting looks there. You want him to get more, obviously, because that's where we get a lot of his value because he's such a good threat in the passing game. But at least, you know, it wasn't the worst of outings, and it was just a surprising game overall in that the Saints came away with the win. I agree. I was super happy about the Mark Ingram um, a little storyline that they had going on his first couple catches. I, it was just, it was so sweet watching poetic, the crowd go crazy. Yeah. And he yeah. was, you could tell that was the most alive that he's looked since he's actually like this entire year. Yeah. Since he no, left the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's, Pretty it's a very see. sweet story. Him, him obviously coming home, coming back to the saints and you can tell, his the veteran presence and like that quintessential term we use when a veteran goes to another team it does have an impact and it had an impact on the players that he left in Houston they were all very vocal about missing him um, mm -hmm. with this trade but also his teammates that were getting him back were very vocal about their excitement of getting him back and that's you know something that everyone loves to see absolutely and you see it like on twitter on instagram all that good stuff he's constantly talking to saints players ravens players houston players it's just so sweet because he doesn't care he just loves everybody yeah i think it's really sweet i just missed this comment from our own john danger sorry john i really appreciate you tuning in he says that he thinks that patrick mahomes is still hiding an injury I think it, I think this there's something it's to this. possible. Yeah, it's possible. We don't know how much tape is underneath those socks on, on those ankles. Totally That's a possibility. Um, but at but some it, point, do you think he would stop taking shouldering all the blame if that was the deal? No, I think that I think so. the other part of being a quarterback, being a lead of that team is being the voice of that and being the one to take that blame and dealing with other issues. And he's not going to a good quarterback and a good leader of the locker room. Isn't going to go out in the press conference and say, yeah, all of my players are dropping all their passes. No one's reading their coverages. Yeah. Everyone else is doing it wrong. You're going to take all that blame on yourself. And then you're going to be the one that says, yeah, we as a team need to do better. And I need to do better. That's going to be the language that you see coming. From That's him. true. So I'm not surprised. Um, I am surprised. We haven't heard his, fiance and or brother speak out more about things because we all know that they're vocal hey i mean i think after his brother danced on uh danced on the field inappropriately on someone's number i think hopefully he'll stay quiet the rest of the season just rain it in just rain it in just be a little bit less just do less um but do you have any saints players that you're worried about with this quarterback switch or do you feel like you would need one more week to you know, push the panic button on anyone. I'm not pushing the panic button on anyone. I, I'm really feeling Kamara right now. Yeah. No, I love it. And I mean, even Traquan Smith had, you know, three catches on three targets and a touchdown. So even he had a semi-decent floor this week for you in deeper league formats. If you're dealing with three wide receiver formats or even multiple flex positions, at least. Griffin was right there too. Cause I had them yeah. as, even kill in my notes mm -hmm. they were even on catches and targets there was there's definitely it's a smattering of targets and points but it's nothing that's you know 
knocking us back and like, oh my gosh, so-and-so blew up this week. I think this is a right. wait and see, you know, they have to readjust. The offense will readjust with if it's Simeon going to be under center for next week because, um, you know, concussion protocol, Taysom Hill is still out. At least he's going to get a full week of reps with the ones. So we'll have to see one more week before we can really make any big decisions going forward on that. I agree. One thing to note, though, is I've talked trash on Tampa Bay's secondary. They looked better this week. Like, they they weren't horrible. Mm-hmm. So everybody's talking about how they were up against a horrible secondary. And yeah, I get that. But they were a little bit better this week. Not atrocious. Getting Not better. Atrocious. Yeah. On the up and up. On the up and up. Unfortunately, Derrick Henry is on IR. He's going to be having foot surgery tomorrow morning, likely out for the rest of this season. But some people saying that depending on how he heals on this surgery, should the Titans make it into the playoffs, he might end up being available. Um, But obviously, for fantasy purposes, wouldn't be available for you at all. Right. Which is just, you know. It's so wild to me because I've seen – I've seen people talking like that. He could be back for the playoffs. And then you see people, it's just like the same people who are all upset that he had that big of a workload that got him (laughs) injured in the first place. And it just, it's funny to me because if he does come back for the playoffs, in my opinion, in my opinion, I think he's rushing it. (laughs) Uh, John's tuning in and would love to see Gordon (laughs) traded to the Titans. Hey, I'd love to see it too. I think that'd be a good move. However, the Titans did just sign Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. So even though you're saying pretty please, John, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be the move. Although we do still have some time before the trade deadline tomorrow It is at 4 PM Eastern 1 PM Pacific. That is the trade deadline. So keep looking at those tweets of everyone to get the lowdown on who's made the moves because the Packers have said that they're looking at making some moves. So they should be making a trade. Um, Obviously, the Rams, they just got Von Miller. They're going all in. They could maybe do another trade. I mean, That's they've got so many receivers me. they could trade to another team. I wouldn't be surprised to see a receiver on the mm-hmm. move from L.A., but let's stay focused on Derrick Henry and this um, fantasy fallout from this injury. Obviously, the first thought would be everyone to go spend all the fab and pull up Jeremy McNichols, but even him, even though he was used a little bit in the passing game, it's nothing to get you that excited about. Yeah, He's- not much at all. And the thing is, no one is going to be Derrick Henry, much like we could never expect Chuba Hubbard to be Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. This is a far greater separation to me of what Derrick Henry is equal to other running backs. It would take three, at least three running backs to equal what Derrick Henry does. At least. And he blocks for himself. So So, (laughs) how do you find that? So you'd need three running backs, a couple offensive linemen. Yeah, And, you know, a lot of things to break right for it to actually. Maybe even a tight end in there somewhere. (laughs) Get a mismatch. Dangerous being all brutal. Yeah, the Ravens sign Bell, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know. He's out on McNichols. They will trade for someone. Yes, they just signed Adrian Peterson. He's there to save them. Which I mean, How long do you think until he's pulled up off the practice squad? Adrian Peterson? Uh Uh-huh. Not long. Not long. This man is... Also in that built different category in that, yes, he is getting much older, but he is conditioned like no other. Like I have never seen an off season. He doesn't know he's getting old. No, I doesn't know it either. He showed up to an OU game and I watched him do a flip 
like in the stands multiple rows down and he falls like I'm not kidding you. He lands and he like kind of takes out like a lady and he jumps up and he's like, yeah. And I was like, how are you not hurt? How? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I that's, know. That's insane. I mean, I, like for me, it, obviously anyone that's in a very deeply, you're going to have to make any kind of picks to pick up anyone. But I do like Peterson. I feel like he has a lot of potential still. Maybe McNichols is used more in the passing game and Peterson used in that kind of more of an every down role because that's what he's mm -hmm. used to anyways. And McNichols is already used in the passing game. So not looking for anything crazy out of both of them, but both running backs doing something in the semblance of what Derrick Henry was doing. I will say that I think Adrian Peterson has good blocking potential. And so mm -hmm. that he will does. help for McNichols. Yes, that will definitely help. And he also, you know, the veteran presence, it's that quintessential term, but he's just such a smart player in the way that he runs and the way that he extends a play for others. I think that he's going to be a good um, asset for them there. But I mean, again, I they could make another trade tomorrow. They could. I really think that you're going to be able to get him cheap too. I truly yes. do. I do too. I think, People aren't I think gonna everyone's going to say, oh, he's old. I don't want to even do that anyways. But I mean, running back by committee situations, you're never going to 100% know week in and week out who's going to be the number one guy. Like this past weekend, Melvin Gordon was, you know, far beyond what anyone thought he was going to be for in comparison to what Javante Williams did. Um, and anyone that has him is just like, oh, no, this went wrong. And by the way, I called it last one week in my Stockwatch article and I was like, hey, Melvin Gordon's me the one to own here. Like, go ahead and make the switch now. So I feel a little bit better that I called that. You know, what's funny is whenever I read that, it made me backtrack a little bit. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, that's hey, when it stinks the most. You know, maybe Melvin Gordon gets traded tomorrow to the Titans and he becomes every down back. And Peterson is just there as a hype guy on the sideline, which is what he's done before, too. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? None of us on ever know ever i do know that i like taylor yes talking about the opposite side of the ball here carson wentz man sometimes when you you want to talk about questionable decisions i'm just like he that stresses me out the two interceptions it's just hard because i had them picked to win that was my yeah. upset upset of the week and i was like dang um Super impressed with Pittman also. Yes, I was just going to say Pittman. I mean, obviously with Hilton out, he's going to immediately step into that number one role. But with the two touchdown combo you love, 15 targets, 86 yards. I mean, just insane. And th some of the ways that he was getting that separation too, and his speed, it just made me excited for all the fantasy managers that have rostered him. I agree. And I've heard people argue that 10 to 15 he only caught 10 of the 15 mm -hmm. but in his defense three of those were questionable throws that yeah. were just like <laughs> i'm gonna throw this so it's not intentional grounding but is that actually a catchable ball i don't know yeah that's that's probably so i'd like to put that out there <laughs> and i think that's a really here. good point because i feel like he made a lot of tough catches but also there were some that weren't really in his vicinity yeah shouldn't really be counted as targets towards him i agree i agree so, i definitely hear you on that jonathan taylor looking amazing too 
had a fantastic week 16 attempts 70 yards and a touchdown as well still getting a little bit of usage in the passing game he had four targets and 52 yards too so you love that i mean i feel like the colts are definitely starting to put everything together and be a team to be excited to watch it's just the interceptions with Wentz and then that hesitation that really keeps me from being fully on board this train I agree the offensive line looks beautiful now that they have Quentin back it Mm -hmm. they're executing things flawlessly and I love to see that because that's where Carson Wentz thrives but at the same time it's frustrating whenever you're sitting there thinking you have so much time you can shave your legs in the pocket and you choose to make that throw (laughs) <laughs> just frustrating sometimes and, like and the, the other analogy. thing is like it's almost like he knows that he has time so he holds on to the ball too long mm-hmm. and just like trust your gut just kind of trust your Don't gut second guess it yeah all right another game that i'd like to bring up just because i'm very curious to see what's going to happen with this offense but I fully expected the Browns to destroy the Steelers this weekend, which is why I didn't feel bad that I wasn't going to get to watch the game. I was doing Halloween shenanigans this weekend. So I was like, it'll be fine. I don't want to watch us lose anyways. I caught the last five minutes and was so pleasantly surprised and got the ESPN notification that Pat Farmer's had an amazing touchdown, which was like a scrambling touchdown, but it self-counted. Still just, what was up with the Browns this weekend? I want to say for all of the people who said, why does Baker Mayfield hate his receivers? Watch this game. Just don't <laughs> say anything to me until you go back and you watch this game. Why do the receivers hate catching the ball? He got zero, zero help from any of his weapons. I, I don't think that they really actually wanted to catch or receive or have any kinds of passing game yardage in this game. It just really nothing was clicking. Nothing was falling into place. No. And I will admit the Steelers what, played phenomenal. The Steelers' defense was pretty decent. And I just felt like uh, Baker did make some questionable decisions, but that's what Baker does sometimes. His receivers, he just – he got no help. He got no help. Chubb was – it was him and Chubb. That was about it. Yeah, but even Chubb had an underwhelming week. I mean, he only had 61 yards for rushing and uh, one catch. 16 carries. Yeah, 16 carries, but he only had a catch. One catch. One catch. So that's not even exciting either. I really think that this injury to Mayfield is going to only get worse in terms of fantasy output overall because he is dealing with a torn labrum. He is going Mm -hmm. to have to have surgery on that. If you're dealing with something that's that painful, it's not going to get less painful the longer you go without surgery or without fixing it. You can keep icing it. That's great. Like that's pain management. We get that. They have lots of protocols for this, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to get better. So I feel like there should be a big alert warning for any pass catchers in Cleveland because it's just it's not gonna get better you know you could say better days ahead no there are no No. better days ahead for this situation as long as he is hurt yep because even if Case Keenum ends up being under center a couple weeks in a row I mean he was a fantastic ball manager last time we saw him but what also went off that week the running game so because again, he can't throw the ball. No, yeah, Case Keenum <laughs> is not. He's not a passer. Yeah, he's not a passing no. quarterback. There was one play where Baker got taken out on the sideline. It was a late yeah. hit, just got demolished. And 
everybody was holding their breath and he just yeah. bounced up and he's like, ah, and I was like, oh, he's hurt. You can tell because he's trying to get his adrenaline going and he's going yeah. psycho. That's what he does. Yeah. You know, which I appreciate the effort. You know, he slaps yeah. himself on the head on the helmet and he's like, no, I got this. I'm fine. And then he does that. And then you see him wince because he's moved something too quickly and he shouldn't. So, mm -hmm. I mean honorable for playing through this injury but also he's still young and has a full career ahead of him i feel like i mean he should just address the issue at hand because what if he continues to play through this and then because he's playing injured he ends up out of being in pain in a moment making a bad move and then getting hurt even worse going and breaking a collarbone because he's going to take a tackle bad and then he's going to have an even slower return adding additional injuries onto the situation I agree. I don't think that that logic is there, though. I think the only thing no. that's going to stop him is if somebody says you cannot play. And I don't think that the Browns appreciate him enough to say, go get go get it fixed. It's going to be fine. You'll yeah. get your contract. Let's move mm -hmm. on. I don't think no. that conversation is happening. No, I don't think it is either. But I also think that, you know, with that wild man mindset of just playing through it, I also don't think he would hear if someone says, hey, you know, but you are a it's okay if you don't want, like, if you want to sit this week out. Like, I'm sure that that's just white noise to him right now. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's brutal. Yeah. But Dernis Johnson is still a thing as long as Kareem Hunt is out and he will be out in another couple weeks with his mm -hmm. injury and Chubb. I mean, they, they're playing Cincinnati next week. And that's the thing that has me questioning a bounce back for any offensive players for the Browns because. Yes, the Browns have an awesome defense. You know, Miles mm -hmm. Garrett, you know, beast that he is. Joe Burrow should be having a few sleepless nights this week just thinking about how many times he's going to get sacked. It's going to happen. But the Bengals are just rolling so well on they offense. Are. They did just get beaten this weekend, which was also surprising in the surprise column of the week. Um, but I don't see the Browns being able to make it past the Bengals. I don't either. I don't either. I do think that it's going to be a lower scoring game because I think that the Browns will have a better time stopping the Bengals offense. Um, but I also feel like it's going to be the same way on the other side of the ball. The Bengals are really good at shutting down the run. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to force Baker to make throws on that shoulder. Um, and yep. they're not going to be easy targets. No. So. And again, this is a division game. This division plays for blood in every type of matchup and it makes me nervous every time even mm -hmm. when I watch the rivals play like I get nervous when I watch the Ravens play the Bengals because I'm like someone's gonna get hurt it's like when yeah, you kind of so go to a party and there's like guys from the gym and they showed up at the party and you're like oh, someone's gonna get hurt at this party that's kind of how I feel every time I watch this division play because I'm like there's just too much aggro-ness going on and there's all this hype going into the game and I'm just like someone's gonna get hurt someone's gonna get hurt and then you watch it it's like yep I called it someone got hurt <laughs> That's such a good analogy, too, because <laughs> everybody knows what you're talking about. We've all had that feeling. Yes. Like these, some of these guys come into the party with a couple, like, they seem a little bit hot-headed, and they've kind of got mm -hmm. that walk going, and then they're kind of making eyes at, like, people across the room, and they're watching situations all, like, eagle-eyed, and you're like, they're oh, waiting. Oh, there's there's going to be a fight later. Like, oh, just make sure we hide anything that's breakable like that's kind of yeah. i'm sure how everyone feels when each of these teams visits each other just like oh please don't destroy the stadium like it's it's worrisome yeah i'm especially worried about baker just because this offensive line 
we've seen they're not great if they're not all together. If yeah. they can't be in unison, they're not as strong as what they are. And Baker's going to get a little darty, and I just have a bad feeling he's going to get taken out. I This, this is going to be a hot take. I think that the Bengals are going to have a pick six. They're going to pick one and take it home. You know, I really – I could see it totally I'm happening. I'm watching it happen in my mind. I, I feel it's slow-mo. It's going to be a slow throw, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one that didn't have enough behind it that's just going to be like, oh, no, there's no pepper on that, and it's just going to, like, you know, duck and yep. uh, totally be a pick six. I could totally see that happening. Um, but let's talk about the team that beat the Bengals this weekend real quick before we sign off for the evening, uh, the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, so Mike White – that, that, he's, a, he's he's a thing who had that on their bingo card for week i eight? don't know i literally <laughs> tweeted out who tf is mike white who the f is this oh my gosh it also I looks like mean. his photo on espn looks kind of like a yearbook photo that got cut out it just kind of doesn't look like it fits <laughs> in with the rest of them too it, it looks just photoshopped too. it does it looks like i think that they also like i photoshop at work every day and it doesn't look like they cut his neck right like they kind of were like ah no we messed it up it's fine he doesn't need a full neck like 405 yards who needs a neck when you have 405 yards and three touchdowns like that's just delightful like crying out loud not only that but he made michael carter like an actual top running back for the week crying out loud everyone that was all pre-hyped on michael carter going into the season it was just like oh no he joined the jets and it was just downhill from here nope mm-hmm. all he needed was mike white to just help him get the ball as many times as he did he had 14 targets and 95 yards just in the passing game like crying out loud if if you're listening and you had to pick up mike white because you didn't have any other options i want to hear from you i want to <laughs> know what you're feeling oh yeah if if you if they managed to start him yeah like oh if you God. picked him up and you started him just because it was a last resort you didn't know what to do like yeah some people had lamar this week as a buy if you're mm-hmm. i don't know if you if started you're in a situation him, restart him screenshot at us. also i want to know did you start him because you were desperate or did you start him because you were just feeling it? Because I'm very curious about the situation. A hundred percent. But how do you feel about him being under center going against Indiana this weekend? Against who? Against the Colts this weekend. Oh, against the Colts. Um, sorry. I thought you said, I, I'm not going to say what I thought you said. It's fine. I was stuttering across Indianapolis and then abandoned the word halfway through. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just like, did I mishear that? Um, (laughs) Honestly, I think that I think that it's going to work out. I do. I do. If Matt LaFleur calls the game like he did last week, I think that it's going to be a good game. But I think Mike White is going to hold his own. Mm hmm. I think he could. And what I love is that, you know, as opposed to what Zach Wilson was doing, which is just trying to do the deep throws, trying to just make the big plays every single play. It felt like he was just trying to go for the sports center top 10 moment in every play that he was having. And yes, he does have a cannon for an arm and that's great. But until you're fully succinct in the NFL system, I don't feel like you should be throwing with that level of confidence. It's like he's writing checks. His ass can't catch. Like I just don't exactly doesn't make sense um i agree and i feel like they dialed back the offense for mike white yeah because it was very basic they simplified everything yeah 
and it was beautiful. It worked, worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, obviously the Colts have better. I think they have a very good defense. They have a um, great defense. Yeah. They've got the Bills after that, and then Miami, and then Houston, and then Philly. So after the Colts, I mean, I feel like that there's a couple decent weeks that he could be startable in a lot of formats. I think so too. And I think that this is great for anybody who has um, weapons that are on the Jets. I never know how to integrate all of those special guys. <laughs> well, so, Nobody. I mean, first of all, both of the running backs were very highly used in this. So both Ty Johnson and Michael Carter were used. Jamison Crowder got a lot of volume. Elijah Moore finally saw some volume as well. I mean, there was just a lot of little moments for everyone across the board, but not just little. They were big moments. Each of those players that I listed had over 10 fantasy points, over 12 fantasy points. The Colts are good at not stopping the run, but slowing it down. So mm-hmm. they are going to force him to throw a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But, so I'd be watching for that. But with their passing game usage, I think it'd be all right. I think that he's going to be all right. I'm – I'm interested to see what he looks like under a little bit more pressure. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, this will be a great yeah. test for him. He had a fantastic week. So obviously going to come kind of back down to earth a little bit, but just the normal style of play that the Jets have. I mean, they tend to always be playing from behind. That's kind of their MO, but at the same time, maybe that this is going to be finally the combo where they don't be playing from behind. Maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Um, but Mike White is definitely going to be making my stock watch article for the week. What article do you have coming out? When? When's your next stuff coming out? Where can everyone find all the amazing Maddie Kroll content? So in the trenches coming out on drroto.com. Um, it. Usually comes out Friday. And then I'm on with Doc on Wednesdays for the first look, which has gotten to be really, really fun. We're a nice. good time. Yeah. Nice. Almost as fun as me and Sam on Mondays. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, well, my stock watch article comes out tomorrow. And then the fantasy debate is, of course, out on Thursdays. Um, is that all I have? Yeah, then that's all I have. <laughs> and if you guys do read the article, make sure you follow the advice because you don't want to be kicking yourself like I was this week. You know, I don't get them all right. There are definitely some. And I, sh- I should actually have a, like a receipts article come out in the middle of the season so I can call myself out on the ones that I missed. Because there's definitely a few I missed. Um, but the Melvin Gordon one. Nailed that one. Nailed it. Nailed, <laughs> it. nailed it. I did not. <laughs> it's okay. There's always next week, and that's what's amazing about fantasy football. You can be mm-hmm. up this week or down this week, and then it'll be the opposite next week because you never know. You never know. Hopefully, it's all rolling in your favor, though. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Look Back Podcast with Sam and Maddie. Check out all the other content, seasonal, and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for your fantasy sports questions and the members-only Discord right here at drrota.com. Have a wonderful Monday night. Bye, guys. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.